With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you hear me? Yes, I hear you good. Okay, we are rolling. We are ready to go. I will fire off the open in okay. a short second. Or a long second, actually. Let's get that. All right. Joe Escalante, live from Hollywood. If by Hollywood you mean Burbank, uh, across the street from a Wiener Schnitzel that sells beer. This is two hours of the business end of show business. Today we have a special uh, podcast edition because uh, it's uh, we're preempted and we're going to um, just do this for you, uh, podcast people, because there's a sports uh, going on on our, our show. Am I right, Sam? Yeah, it's. Uh... We got NFL football preempting us. NFL football, the biggest, the biggest success story in all of television, just about in broadcast television, uh, for sure. Um, wow, people love NFL football, and uh, I'm no different. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, they're going to be doing that. We're going to do this, but if you listen to this on a podcast, it won't make much difference to you, Sam. Did you see any movies this week? Movies are back. Movies are back. I didn't go to the theater because I was too busy watching Squid Game. Okay. Yeah, I've watched a little bit of Squid Game. Haven't haven't made it through the first episode yet, but um, uh, you, you got to watch it, right? You got to watch Squid Game. Yeah. Netflix. It's Korean. It's uh, you got to watch it. So I assume you love it. Yeah, it was. Uh, I guess you can. I guess it qualifies as being a cultural phen- phenomenon at this point. It's, yeah, yeah, you can't not watch it. Yeah, it's it's intense. Uh, all you know, we have, people need like group therapy after one of those episodes. It's so brutal. Um, and it's the violence. It's not just the violence; it's the emotion, how they emotionally draw you in, and uh-huh. then just gut you. Uh, it it had. For, from what I understand from people who watched Game of Thrones, it had Red Wedding kind of feeling to it. Mm, okay. Well, it's so successful that uh, there's a lawsuit between 
the um, uh, Korea's uh, SK Broadband, the, the internet service provider, and Netflix because they're saying, hey, look, this stuff is getting too big. Too many people are watching it, and, and we need more money uh, for you to stream these shows over the internet. So um, that their success is uh, driving that kind of activity. Uh, it, it's something I don't pretend to understand how much money a broadband company would want out of Netflix to to uh, make their shows go over the air seamlessly and all that bandwidth. But um, they're not just sitting by and going, hey, wait a second. Why is Netflix making all the money and we're doing all the work? That's what they think. <clears throat> so that, uh, That's a hard thing for me to buy into, though. That's one lawsuit that I'm like, you guys need to up your game, Internet service people, if that's the case. <laughs> it, you got to be able to handle the bandwidth of people wanting to watch popular stuff. That was an outstanding show. And a lot of people really, I'm sure, in, in South Korea wanted to jump in. I'm sure, you know, ratings in North Korea were slumping, but. Yeah, you know, such as life, <laughs> as is tradition. Yeah, they're watching stale three-day-old squid game in North Korea, and uh, don't forget, North Korean fusion tacos are on sale all this week at the Wiener Schnitzel across the street from our studio here in Burbank. Um, I thank uh, the Wiener Schnitzel across the street from the studio in Burbank for sponsoring this Joe Escalante live from Hollywood. Um, okay, let's go to the uh, top movies of the week. Uh, the big one, is not even close uh, for second place, is No Time to Die, the James Bond movie. They always have cool titles, these James Bond movies. Yeah, uh, and they're, they're, it seems like you can kind of just throw in a bunch of words into a, a, a movie name but, generator, but, and you can it'll come up yeah. with something. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, these are uh, – I love these things. You Only Live Twice, wasn't that one? Yeah, that was a good one. Once is, yeah, that's a good title. Um, uh, let's see. Number two is Venom. Have you seen Venom? Not yet. Um, I, I See, this is the thing. A lot of people, uh, comic book nerds, hated the first one. It just nobody mm -hmm. liked it. I didn't mind it. I like the idea. I like, I, and of course, I love the idea of Venom. I love Venom, but at the same time, it was. I, I liked what they were, what the character was trying to become, and in this one, it actually mm -hmm. is pretty fun. Uh, for people like, I'm, I'm getting mixed reviews on this one, which is way better than the crap reviews that I got after the first one. Okay, and this is this is Marvel, but not name brand Marvel. It's Sony. Marvel, correct? Yeah, this uh, falls in with the Spider-Man uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sony had to loan Spider-Man back to Marvel to make a lot of those Marvel movies uh, that we all right. love, the Spider-Man movies that we love. The characters Carnage and Venom, those are the ones that are from the Spider-Man universe, but they didn't quite you know, make the jump over. But the, people want to see the crossover. They want to see the Spider-Man. Like, this is, this is what we every, every, everybody wants to, it to line up for, and everybody really, really wants Marvel to, to just bring everybody over and make big Spider-Man movies with all of the, all of the right villains. Right, and uh, we'll see how much money um, they they're going to be allowed to spend on these movies now that there's there's a new uh, uh, you know new obstacles to getting these giant 
box office things. We're going to talk about that in the, in, in a minute about how much money No Time to Die will need to get in the box office in order to turn a profit. It's staggering. Okay, number three is Adam's Family 2. I'm sure that's good. Uh, I probably won't see it. Uh, Shang-Chi, I still haven't seen it. I, I will. Uh, the Many Saints of Newark, um, number five uh, this week at the box, the uh, number four, um, actually up from number five last week. Strange. Um, oh no, two. No, it's five weeks uh, in the in the list here. I'm getting confused. Yeah, it's number number four. Have you seen the Many Saints of Newark, Sam? No, I've I've he- I've heard horrible reviews though. It's like I'm I'm curious as to why the numbers went up. It, it, no, it didn't. That's just me. They didn't go. Oh, well. okay, okay, good. It's like that. People like what the kid of Gandolfini did, but the movie, everybody was like, "No." <laughs> no, the, uh, let me tell you, this this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire adult life. You saw it? Yes. <laughs> oh God. I it, yeah, I saw it in the theater. Um, w- worse than Cats? Oh yeah, I'd much rather watch Cats. <laughs> if you if you were if you <laughs> If you were going to tell me, um, hey, we're going to watch a movie tonight, I got a choice, Uh, The Many Saints of Newark or Cats, the movie, uh, I would watch Cats. And I thought about that because I was trying to think of the worst movies I've ever seen. And, um, you know, Cats came up, but I would much rather watch Cats. Um, Cats is at least, you know, uh, you can laugh at it and you can have a great time. The Many Saints of Newark, when you're watching it, you're just thinking about what. A shame because how much you loved The Sopranos, and I, The Sopranos is a show where I would wait. I couldn't wait for the next one. You know, this wasn't just dumping a binge season on you. You had to wait every Sunday to get a new Sopranos episode, and they were like gold, and you just devoured it. And this thing was a joke. It, it, it was, you know, some. It's one of those things where I guess David Chase is so. Powerful. Nobody is uh, telling him he has to rewrite a script, or, or this kind of person wouldn't say that, or that's a little weird. That doesn't make sense. What is this movie about? What is the plot of this movie? Yeah. I, if you ask me what the plot of this movie is, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. There's people coming in, and then you never hear from them again. And there's, there's like, wait a second, this guy's married. What happened to his wife? Hey, wait, what? Oh, one of the, and then there's like moral uh, issues with it. Like they're trying to get you invest to invest in this character that's having like a disgusting affair. And um, it, because I guess it, they're trying to show that you're in the mob and you have a mistress and your mistress gets money and, and it's all part of the game. Um, well, we're already trying to accept that it's okay to kill people, you know, to strengthen your, 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 your mob. Uh, your family business. Okay, so I think when you watch these things, you kind of get past that. But now, uh, and then, yeah, we, yeah, these guys fool around on the side, I guess. But they're, they, they made it a big part of the movie, like it to the point where they're showing romantic scenes walking on the beach with the guy and his mistress. And you're like, and you know that the wife is at home with the kids, and you're just like. Okay, I get it, but th- well, I'm not going to sit here and and, and 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 get invested in how these two are, are, are falling in love and getting closer and, and having great times. And uh, okay, that was I could go on and on and on. I wish I had done this podcast the day after I saw the movie because I could really uh, give you a, a an earful. But 
it was <laughs> it um, sounds I, like you've kind of like put parts of it just completely out of your brain like you've yeah it, it, it's it like you've happen. been traumatized by this film and yeah. now you've you've just it, blacked I mean, out parts it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Within about 10, I mean, we were waiting. We were so ready for this movie. Man, couldn't, couldn't. Couldn't be more excited. And the trailer was a pretty good trailer. It shows you, um, doesn't show you too much. It just goes, wow, I want to, I want to see this movie. And then you see it, and you're about ten minutes in, you start going, wait a second, I think this might be terrible. And it never gets unterrible. And uh, nothing makes. Oh, the, like, okay, this is kind of a spoiler alert, but there's like a a, a, a big murder in it at one point. I won't say when it is. <laughs> Thank you. A mob movie with a murder in it. Yeah. I feel spoiled and by the, this. The impetus is this guy's got to die. He had to die because he laughed at this other guy who slipped in the on on, on icy um, cement and he fell down and and then the guy laughed at him. So then you know they got to go through this big thing. He's got to be killed. Um, when they were like tight, <laughs> tight from the people their whole lives, you know, but then that happened and then, then there just had to be, a, and it was just like, it was just like a bunch of people sitting in a room going, okay, so this guy's going to murder that guy, but we have to have a reason. Well, I, how about uh, the guy slips on the ground and he laughs at him? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he's got to die. Uh, it, that much thought put into any, all the, all these scenes, just like, just one after another, don't make sense. They don't add up. It's not a movie. It's just—I uh, don't know what it is, but it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's crap. So anyway, sorry about that. Otherwise, other than that, uh, my wife and I both really liked it. Um, <laughs> uh, then, okay. So that, what else we got on the list here? You know, it's not on the list of the top ten. Is Cry Macho, the Clint Eastwood Al Ruddy movie? Clint Eastwood, of course, needs no explanation. Al Ruddy. The producer of The Godfather. Um, many people say it's the greatest film of all time. And then he then he comes back in the 80s and wins a Best Picture for Million Dollar Baby. Um, he's not going to be winning an Oscar for Best Picture for this one. But Clint Eastwood is so old. And, and now he's pretty old. you got to hand it to him. It's very hard to make a movie and to get it in the theaters even. But these two guys are really old, really at the end of their careers. And they, they did it. And they did it. You could tell. That they kind of took the easy way out. A lot, you know, this, the film is set in Mexico, but it's but at no point do you ever believe you are actually in Mexico. Um, I just looked at it and went like, "That's New Mexico." Um, and at the end, they go, "Thanks to New Mexico for letting us film." You know, um, but it's a sweet movie. Uh, it's just I, the script had been floating around, and already he's a friend of mine. I'm, I'm proud of him. Uh, he's made a lot of great movies. And the fact that he can pull off making a movie, at, you know, at this point in his career, very hard to do. And Clint Eastwood, you know, directing and acting in it, all this has to be applauded. Uh, are you going to love this movie? Mm, no, um, I don't think so. But, um, but you know, good for them. 
And uh, it's no Gran Torino. That's what I'm going to say. Would I recommend it? If you want to see Clint Eastwood's last movie, I go see it. Uh, but, you know, it's on HBO Max. And um, I, let me just say, if it was your grandpa and he's 91, you just go, you know what grandpa did? Grandpa went out and made a movie in New Mexico. Can you believe that? He directed it. He starred in it. And then you would like, oh, my gosh, grandpa's so cute. Look at him. He's trying to dance. He can barely walk. Look, good for him. Grandpa, he's doing what he likes to do. Yeah, and you could tell during the movie, he did. He just like, you know, they probably could have had more takes on each scene. Uh, but you know, uh, look, let's just. Uh, I think we got it. It's good enough. Let's uh, pack it up and have lunch. I am tired. My back is killing me. Yeah, uh, it seems like that's how it was made. Yeah, and they have every right to do that. Absolutely. Uh, when he's the main <laughs> star at that age. Ninety-one and directing it, Jeez. directing a film, directing a film is. I'm 58, and I, I would just say, if I was going to direct a feature film, you know, at that kind of budget, I would just be in agony over the the physical toll that it would take on the body. I direct 22 minute episodes of a of a, of a um, docu series on monsters, and uh, it takes a lot out of me, and that. Um, so, anyways, hats off to the 91-year-old Clint Eastwood for Cry Macho. Um, so, uh, yeah, I did see those two movies this week, and uh, I want to see No Time to Die either tonight or tomorrow. No Time to Die. Let's talk about No Time to Die. How is No Time to Die going, going to make its money back? Um, it's been sitting on the shelves for 18 months. Um, so what's going to happen? The budget for the film is uh, – take a guess. Uh, right, Just take a guess, Sam. How much money do you think the box office, the worldwide box office needs to be for No Time to Die to break even? Oh, geez. That, those movies have become so much – like it, they were always stunt intensive, but mm-hmm. now they're like we're going to have – like huge explosions and everything with it. They're, they've got massive budgets. Uh, yeah, bridges are going to fall down now. Yeah. Skyscrapers are going to tumble. That's, uh, geez. Uh, it, worldwide, it would have to make probably, I'd say, $200 million. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to put Sam down for $200 million. And uh, let's, let's just start out here. Um. 200 million at the box office is really, you know, let's just say we don't know the splits anymore because they used to be 50-50 roughly, and now they're not. So, but that let's if if it was 50-50, that'd be only 100 million dollars going to MGM, and um, the movie's budget was 250 million. Woo! <laughs> it's the most expensive Bond film ever made, and everybody should go see this film because it's likely there will never ever be a movie. Uh, with this much money spent on it, which is the new the new realities of of uh, of the way movies are made and distributed like this, or so it'll be a long while. Um, so 250 million, and a lot of that is because not a lot, but uh, Daniel Craig, it's his like you know fifth, I think it's his fifth Bond movie. 
So each Bond movie, he gets more and more money, and he probably only signed on for two, and then they had to re- renegotiate, and, and then he was, his fees have to be staggering. Um, so the $250 million to do the film, some sources say it's close to $280 million. More, that's what they're admitting. MGM is admitting $250 million, uh, but they don't want to admit that they spent $280 million. So if you gave it a split the difference, which is what Matt Bellamy's doing, he's done this math in the Puck, P-U-C-K dot com. That's an entertainment uh, news, uh, like a subscription substack kind of thing. Um, he is um, – you know, that's a fancy way of saying, look, I paid for this information that I'm giving you guys, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> he, he's saying people are saying it was $280 million, so he's going to split the difference and go $265 million. Now, uh, P&A is, is what's called prints and advertising, to, and that means like making prints of the film and then the advertising of the film. Um, that is estimated to be uh, $160 million. Uh, for that, so now we're up to you know 430 million or so. Now let's add um, 40 million on what uh, he calls zombie marketing, because the movie was going to be released in April and November of 2022, and they just did a bunch of ad campaigns, and then they just for nothing, and the movie didn't come out. So those are zombie ads for a dead movie. Um, then we um, so now we're up to 500 million. Um, to get to five hundred million, um, you got to worry about the splits. You don't. How do I get five hundred million dollars? The movie they estimate, according to this, needs to make uh, at least eight hundred million dollars to break even. The box office. Jeez. And uh, but if you think about it, it's 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 made by MGM. Before you start crying crocodile tears, it's made by MGM. MGM has been bought by Amazon. Oh, yeah. No, they got plenty of money. They can throw that around yeah. like it's nothing. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Honest to God, the Bond uh, series, are th- that's actually my mom's favorite series of movies. She loves Bond movies. So anything, any more wood you could throw to that fire, please, by all means, throw stacks of money into that fire, please. Yeah, I, it, 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 it's, it, it, it's, it's awesome. It skew older. It skews older so that people are worried that it might um... – you know, they don't know how it'll do at the box office. You know, Venom did like 90 million, but that's young moviegoers that are not afraid of movie theaters. Some of these old uh, Bond fans are afraid to go to a movie theater. Very um, true. Because, you know, they're, they're fragile uh, existence. And uh, so that's a problem. Uh, it did 160 something or 120, I think, in the UK. It's already been released there. Yeah. Um, so they got a problem. I'll but, go see that but, one. But but it is, but it isn't a real problem because it's 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 Amazon. So who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? I'll, I'll throw some money okay. to that just so that big movies keep getting made. But yeah, that, right. It's but, not the big deal. Like it doesn't really matter. They they got a, they, for them. They're, they I mean you know with the pandemic, this is like they're lucky that that all the prints didn't like you know atrophy and then they can't even release it all or something because uh, or whatever or. 
lawsuits could prevent movies from coming out. So the movie's coming out. Maybe they lose $100 million. Who cares? It's Amazon. But what it, the big <laughs> picture is it dictates how much money would be spent on the next Bond movies, and are we going to get to see a big spectacle, or is Amazon going to say, you know what? We can't do this anymore. Yeah. And this is stupid, and we're not doing it. So you got to go make a Bond film for $100 million, and I don't want to hear any, any uh, uh, yapping out of you. Yeah. Uh, but the next ones will be cheaper in a sense because they have to start over. This is Daniel Craig's last movie yeah. as a Bond, as James Bond, so they have to get someone new. Um, and uh... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. That person will be paid less than Daniel Craig. Absolutely. Uh, and, and as but, it should be. I mean, Daniel Craig did a fantastic job of carrying on that legacy. What if it's an African American James Bond? Are you going to advocate that he gets paid less, or should he get paid more, and, or or just as much? He just needs a British accent. <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> exactly. Right. I'll take exactly. Idris Elba as long as that accent's kicking. I'm good. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. But uh, but uh, the payment will be less no matter what. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I think I think we're going to get an African American uh, Bond and. Um, that's my prediction, and we have the uh, what's the French guy uh, on the um, on the? I don't know, it's been a while since I watched that. Uh, the French uh, spy guy on um, on Netflix, and he's black, and he's awesome. He's he's a he's already a James Bond. I have no idea. You know what I'm talking about? No clue. Ah, uh, spy. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put French spy Netflix into my Google. And um, <clears throat> the, um, the guy's name I'm thinking of is Lupin. So Lupin is a mystery thriller espionage uh, show from France with the French, uh, you know, subtitle English subtitles. And uh, to me, that guy is you give that guy a budget uh, like Bond, and you got you know he, he's good already. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens. Nice. Now, uh, a or a trans Bond would be interesting because the the I mean the whole idea of a Bond girl. I mean, what is a girl today? I, mean, I, I I'm embarrassed. I used the word girl. I just said it. Um, a trans Bond. <laughs> I honestly, the level of like it opens up a completely different world of espionage. <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would, I would be all for it just to see what I, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay. Um, and the titles, I don't want to get into the titles you could come up with, but uh, yeah. Um, we'll just. I'm just going to leave that subject for now and move to something else. Someone just showed me. Uh, I just. It is Sunday, and someone just texted me a picture of the Saint Hedwig's uh, Church Bulletin, and my picture's in it. So I'm, I got a little startled because last week we had the blessing of the pets, and I went down there and um, I got a good photo. And uh, it's nice to be in the Church Bulletin. Um, Either in it or you're not. All right, where are we going next, Sam? Going to oh, Erica Jane. Erica Jane, uh, as as you know, uh, is uh, the Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, wife of the um, Tom Girardi, the legal kingpin, who is accused of hiding and spending twenty five million dollars of his clients' money. And this is money from clients that were like burn victims and airplane crash victims. And he's accused of taking their money and not giving it to them, including one guy who got some burn victim from an explosion. Um, and he got a settlement of $11 million, and uh, Girardi never gave him, gave him some of it, <clears throat> but he's sitting on most of it. So let's say that's $7 million, $6 million, whatever it is. And this kid's just like he's, he's burnt. And and Erica Jane, he has to watch Erica Jane on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills spend and spend and spend and spend like you know million dollar monthly American Express bills. <clears throat> so uh, they got problems all over the place. Tom Girardi is mentally not even uh, co- capable of running his own uh, affairs now. He's under a conservatorship of his brother. He's in a rest home. And Erica Jane, the, the, this is where the story's going. She's still on the program, and the program is covering all of it, and it's getting the highest ratings of any Housewife franchise episode ever. And they're calling them back to do more episodes sooner because this thing is making a lot of money for Bravo. Now, Erica Jane, here's her problem. <clears throat> the bankruptcy trustees say that Tom Girardi gave her $20 million of money from the firm, like just straight from the firm, just gave it to her. And that money was money that was supposed to be paid to the victims. Now, if that's true, that she will have to pay it all back. She likely doesn't have $20 million lying around with her husband, who she's filed for divorce from, is bankrupt. The firm is bankrupt. And if you can imagine, and she spends all she does is brag about spending money. Um, her videos, her her music career, and I think I've said this before. I've helped her in her music career before, and uh, she and she was she's better than you think. You know, it's just like yeah, her husband has a lot of money. Someone introduced me to her and she said, "Can you help her?" And um, I thought, "Wow, this has got to be terrible." Uh, you know, just like a, a rich old husband paying his hot young wife to make music, but she's pretty good and uh, good enough. And she has like dance hits; they chart. But she doesn't have any money, so she has to. Um, I think she's going to lose this, and I think they're going to find that she owes the money um, because even if you, even if you're in a divorce and and she was granted all this money in divorce, if it was ill-gotten. The plane crash victims have a right to go after it, 
and to go not get it just from Tom Girardi, to get it from his wife that he gave it to or even in a legal settlement and a divorce. They can take it back. They can take her house. They can take anything she has. Uh, so I think she's in a lot of trouble. But she's making uh, – people are saying she's making about 600000 an episode for, for each episode of Real Housewives because it's, you know, it's been on. If you're in a reality show, your first um, season, you might make $500 an episode. Like they don't pay these people much. They're like, okay, you're gonna, we're going to try to make it famous. So you want to do it or not? And everybody's just, I'll do it. But over time, if it's a hit, <clears throat> they will, um, you know, even though you signed a contract for multi episodes, and it might be $500 an episode plus 5% increases every year, um, that stuff gets thrown out when the show is a hit. And then you can get lots of money, and then the sources say she's getting 600000 So that's what she's living on. And the ratings are huge, and they're going to have a, a four-part uh, series, like just on top of the other series. It's a four-part reunion just because – so they can just kind of you know, follow her around, and she can talk and fight with the other – the other wives can go like, how dare you? I think you're disgusting. And then the other one goes, oh, I'm, I'm behind you all the way, Erica. Um, so that's what's going on. I mean it's so, it's so big that I've, I've taken notice. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to pull out the Bravo um, video on demand app, and I'm going to – I'm going to watch a couple of these episodes because it's gotten too salacious. Yeah, that's the word I was about to use is salacious. This is the business end of showbiz personified right here. Isn't it? It's Isn't an, it? It's outrageous. And I love how you referred to him as legal kingpin because there's a line that you cross when you're a lawyer and, and you like you cross that line and you've become a legal kingpin. And that's when you yeah. steal millions from burn victims. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's Every- unbelievable. <laughs> um, and I'm glad you mentioned the burn victims because that's just something. The Aaron Brockovich, this guy, he worked on the Aaron Brockovich, um, uh, trial, and that was a famous trial to get uh, from poison groundwater, and they got this 800 million dollar settlement or something, 330 million, three million dollar settlement. I think which was a lot of money back then. Yeah. For uh, 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 the the victims, and he was a hero, and that's how I uh, ended up helping him because my friend was on that case also, and then <clears throat> I kind of knew him a little bit from lawyer stuff. Uh, but he um, did you get any kingpin tips from him? <laughs> <laughs> Man, he fooled everybody. He was just like a sweetheart, you know. You could, this is the last person you would imagine would do anything like this, but. He um, is uh, – right, where was I going with that? Uh, he's going to have to um, – well, he's he just in a rest home, so he's not, he's not going to be doing anything. But oh, I was, what I was going to say is uh, uh, Aaron Brockovich actually made a comment on this. Like she's now a legal activist of some kind. She's still around, and she said it was – what she thought was gross was how much attention we're all paying to Erica and uh, Tom when we should be paying attention to the victims that are out there. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's I'm guilty of that uh, too. Uh, and the, yeah, this is show business. Okay, Sam. There's a controversy over at Netflix. A trans showrunner, Jacqueline Moore, uh, has has said she will not work for. Uh, Netflix anymore because of the Dave Chappelle comments in his latest Netflix special. 
She's a writer and a co-showrunner on the Netflix show Dear White People. And uh, she says she just she can't do it anymore. And uh, she's, she says they're dangerous, the comments that he's made, uh, because, you know, when people the, – the idea being if you're making trans – jokes about trans people, um, then they become less accepted and more objects of uh, ridicule and then maybe even violence. I think that's what, what her position would be. Um, so she – and a lot of people, I mean, I get people come up to me and saying, have you heard the new Dave Chappelle special? It's so good because it's politically incorrect and he doesn't care if he gets canceled and he does says whatever he wants to say. And he is, you know, uh, and they that's why they're watching it. But Netflix and Netflix is like, all right, um, you know, he everybody knows what you get when you watch Dave Chappelle. You're going to get he's going to say whatever he feels. Uh, complete um, uh, disregard for what what the current climate is f as far as uh, cancellations and um, uh, political correctness and wokeness and all that stuff. But this this but I wonder, I think the question here is when if somebody with this kind of a platform says they're quitting, I mean, is, she, is this a, is this a challenge for other people who care about this to quit? Like if you don't quit and you still work for Netflix, are you a bad person? Um, you know what? I mean, it's 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 brave. I don't know if her show's still on the air. Yeah, it it aired its fourth and final season in September. Okay, so <clears throat> she doesn't work for Netflix anymore. So that's one thing. I I still think it's 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 brave to say I won't work for Netflix and and to to make this statement. Um. You know, because that's your career, and and you're taking a a stand uh, for something you believe in. But she, but, but she does not have a show at Netflix. It's not like she's quitting an active show and giving up a salary. Yeah, I don't and think she's canceling herself on this one. I, she's gonna find work doing yeah. something with there. Somebody is going to say, "I want to see your kind of programming over here." Yeah. So yeah. It, it's it's a so move, it's it, it's I more think, of a complaint. It's yeah. more of a very. Um, very uh, loud complaint about about Dave Chappelle, and from her perspective, very understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from and from Chappelle's perspective, he's sick of it too. Yeah. You know, he just he's sick of the other side. Exactly. So, and that's the thing. Both should have this. Exa what exactly happened is exactly what should happen. You know, couldn't one, agree. Could, one person yeah. should have the right to speak up, and the, given that platform. And people should have the right to say, I don't want that, and yeah. I don't like that, and I'm disagreeing with you as vehemently as I can. I don't yeah. mind that at all. Oh, me neither. That's part and of the I, discourse. Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> Netflix Squid Games. Evidently, a... Uh, a phone number was mentioned on this. Have you heard this story? <laughs> yes. A real uh, person in Korea whose phone number was plastered on a business card handed to contestants playing their way through the Squid Game in the hit Netflix series said they have been inundated with calls and texts from curious watchers of the show to see if the digits are actually legitimate. 
After Squid, Name, after Squid Game aired, I have been receiving calls and texts endlessly, 24-7, to the point that it's hard for me to go on with my daily life. Uh, the owner of the number told Koreaboo in an interview, Koreaboo um, is a uh, cute stuffed animal that uh, all Koreans talk to. Um, I don't know what that is. This is a number I've been using for more than 10 years, so I'm quite taken aback. Do, do Koreans say taken aback? I guess. Uh, you know, I, I know that comes up in various languages. But I, to me, I don't even – I don't like that phrase, taken aback. I, I think the uh, old Algonquin uh, is one that <laughs> is where it came from. Uh, or either that or the old Swahili. <laughs> um. I thought I've it was middle high. I've I, seen I, I evidence it, of its use in Maui. <laughs> I, I thought it was middle high German. <laughs> um, the number holder claimed that they've had to delete more than four thousand phone numbers from their device and added, "It's to the point where, due to people reaching out without a sense of day and night, due to their curiosity, my phone batteries <laughs> drained and it turns <laughs> off <laughs> because phone battery keeps getting drained." Oh, my gosh. They About offered the her money, didn't they? Pardon? Didn't they offer her money for it? We haven't got to that part yet. <laughs> uh, while the eight-digit number in the show is visible without the necessary three prefix digit digits needed to place the call relative to its area, if the number was dialed locally, those digits would be added automatically. A source familiar with viral response told Fox News on Wednesday that Netflix has decided to edit the scenes with the phone numbers in question – uh, which hopefully will put a stop to the unfortunate prank calls. Um, and uh, wow, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they offered her money or offered the person money. <clears throat> but uh, let me tell you. I heard that they offered her like four million dollars, and she turned it down because she didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. And like some people just don't want to change their phone number. They're really stubborn like that. Well. It, it's going to take them. Oh, yeah. I don't, when you release a show on Netflix, there's a special. You, you go to a special company that that formats it for all the, the uh the the territories, and there's just like you know, thirty forty versions or whatever. So I think you have to um you know you got different frame rates. Uh, so this you know and this over here it'd be twenty nine nine seven. This one's twenty three twenty four frames a second. These are fifty nine uh, frames a second. These are um, NTSC. This is PAL. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I, I actually saw something about video games where certain video games run at different frame rates depending on if they're PAL or uh, NTSC. That's yeah. that, that, that blew my mind. This is going to be 4K. This is uh, 920 by 1080. Um, you, 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 that's to, to, chain, to cut a phone number out. Wow. That's rough. My show, I just have one. I changed some stuff on one episode, and I, all I did was just call the guy that uploads, and like, hey, look, there's something in there that's a little troubling. Um, I'm gonna make a new version and send it to you, and it cost me nothing. <laughs> that's, but um, you know, uh, that's the big time. So uh, okay, okay, I think we'll we'll end with this, Sam, and that is that Dave Grohl has reacted to the lawsuit over the uh, Nirvana Nevermind album cover that had the little baby on it. Uh, you remember the story? Yes, I do. And I, the, yeah, uh, I'd love to hear his response. The baby's, um, the baby is naked 
and the, and the guy who is the baby, he grew up and said, this is uh, ruining my life, and uh, I want money. And you guys made money. Where's my money? Um, there's no signed model release, all this kind of stuff. But then the when he did this, he had to know everyone was going to find out that he had been milking it forever. He had Nirvana tattoo, or Nevermind tattoo. He uh, appeared, I think, um, publicly pro promoting it and promoting his relationship with it. And then that didn't go anywhere. And then he decided he would sue people. Um, so... <clears throat> Um, so, uh, Dave Grohl says, I think that there's much more to look forward to and much more to life than getting bogged down in those kinds of things. Uh, and unfortunately I don't have to do the paperwork. I have many ideas of how we should alter that cover, but we'll see what happens. We'll let you know. I'm sure we'll come up with something good. So what he's saying is he's going to, um, yeah, they're going to change the cover. Wow. So I guess they would, one thing they would do is not really block out the, the baby's private ports. They would probably get the, um, what you do in a case like this is t is change the baby's head uh, to a digital baby that's not him. Because now, uh, or, or change the whole baby. Do it, I would do it again with a digital baby that's not him and, and, and make it a little more discreet with no private parts. But, um, you take this guy out of it and make him be like, look, you don't want to be on the Nirvana album cover? I'm taking you off the Nirvana album cover. Now go through your life as the guy who isn't on the album cover. Yeah. Pay for your own pay for your own drinks from now on. Um and uh I don't think his lawsuit is gonna go anywhere, but it's still, you know, it's still floating around there. He's asking for hundred and fifty thousand dollars from each of the fifteen people named in his lawsuit. Uh, which includes the bassist Chris Novoselic, uh, Kurt Cobain, um, <clears throat> widow Courtney Love, photographer Kirk Weddle, and uh, comedian Dave Chappelle. So I don't know, you know, why he threw the him in there, but I, he should probably pay too. He probably made a joke about him <laughs> or something. But that really, uh, if I was Dave Grohl I, 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 with the amount of money I've made over my career off of that, not just that one album, but my entire career, that kid is pretty iconic. I would just say, here's all of that money you want. Just take it and go. And you, you know what? Better yet, here, here's $150,000 a year until you die. Go. I like your style. So you're, 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 you're not in the camp of, screw this guy. He 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 milked it. He loved it, and now he's now he's now he wants money. So you're saying, yeah, let's give him money. I think out of principle, these people won't give him money. But I would, uh, but you make a good case. He he's a big part of it. He's the baby. You gave him nothing. Give him some money. Yeah, not just that. It's like you you said, screw from the perspective of don't pay him. It's like screw him. He does you know whatever. And I'm like, yeah. screw him. Pay him off and make him go away. Yeah, yeah, give him some money. Like, just, you know what, you know what, your your baby tallywhacker did a fantastic job of selling us albums early off. Here's $150,000 for Until You Die. You've, you've earned it. Yeah, we do. And, and then I would take the, uh, the. I mean, this is one photo. I'm sure the, the photo session, there's like, you know, 100 photos of this kid, you know, in various um, uh, positions that didn't make the album cover, you know, then they picked the best one. I would take the other 99, and I'd give him the money, but I'd take the other 99 and sell them to... Uh, uh, the dark web and get my money back that I gave him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You can make NFT or uh, was it, NFTs out of it. Oh, NFTs could raise the money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've solved the problem. Yeah. There's no need to litigate. No need to fight. Yeah. But yeah, I like your 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 answer. The, uh, give the give the kids some money. Give the kids some money. He's like naked on your album cover, and and it sold uh, 80 million copies. Uh, I don't know what it sold, but it's probably in the 40 million range or something like that. Okay, I think that's it uh, for Joe Escalante live from Hollywood. Enjoy the Charger game or whatever is happening uh, on KEIB AM 11:50. Well, we'll be back next week um, with a live show, hopefully. And I will now leave you with just a taste of the greatest song ever written. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.